HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by The Great Grow Along. Sign up at greatgrowalong.com. So welcome to another episode of Item 13. This week we have with us Tina Munzu, who is a nurse and wellness blogger, um, really, truly pushing delicious, healthy meals through her blog and Instagram account, which is how I found her. Um, welcome to the show, Tina. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to to talk to you too, especially like it's the new year, people, everyone's doing new year, new me. Um, so we're going to talk about that from the perspective of healthy eating and all of that. And also in the context of like a little bit in the context, context of West African Cameroonian food. Okay. So first we want to know a little bit about you. Um, who is Tina? <laughs> Who is Tina? Tina? Good yes. question. I like am <laughs> still trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> yeah. um, but so far, what I'm working with is, you know, I am a nurse um, primarily. I am a diabetes-focused um, disease management nurse. And I also dabble in the world of nutrition and blogging. And so I blog at Well and Tasty, where I share, you know, fun, easy meals that you can whip up in under 30 minutes an hour <laughs> because we're not trying to spend that much time yeah. in the kitchen. Um, and so my, you know, I just, I'm very excited about food. I'm a true foodie. And so that's pretty much what keeps me going. Yeah, I am Cameroonian. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I am Cameroonian. So born and raised in Cameroon, um, got to the U S in 2001 and I am currently based in New York, where I went to um, a little bit of high school and then did my college years here in New York and started working professionally as a registered nurse. So that's Ooh, pretty me, simply. Cool. <laughs> I love I love New York. Like I always um, I lived in New York, too, for a little bit after um, after business school. Uh -huh. And it just stuck with like it's always one of those things where you're like, oh. It's going to be this crazy, busy, you know, like, because when you think of New York, I think people people think of Times Square automatically. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, but once I got to live there, like, you, and, and I'm a, a natural introvert, too. So all that stimulation for me, I was like, oh, <laughs> I really wasn't looking forward to it. But then yeah. I loved it. I think once you find your people, once you find your spaces... New York yeah. can be an incredibly that, great that's place the, to live. For sure. That's the thing with New York. It's one of those places that you either really love it mm. or you can't wait to get out of <laughs> yeah. it. I don't think there's like a really in-between. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, you either really love it and love the hustle and love the loudness and love the idea of, you know, meeting someone from a different part of the world every block you walk along. Yeah. Or you're just terrified and you're just like, I cannot believe I'm paying so much to leave right. in a little box with no space. I can't even have closet space. <laughs> like, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Every time I go out of New York, I'm always amazed by how much people get out, you know, with yeah. whatever money with they space. have. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a double edged sword. Like, I don't know. I, I Every time I go back, though, it's, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's. It's a double-edged sword for sure. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So 
I was telling you before we got on online that um, I particularly was drawn to your site maybe a couple of years ago because of one, your meal prep. <laughs> a lot of the meal prep <laughs> things I saw on your site and also because it featured... Um, West African food. So, like, I, at the time, I didn't know it was, you know, you were Cameroonian specifically, but I saw familiar um, ingredients, let's just yeah. say, that I thought, oh. And then in true, <laughs> I don't know, human fashion, like, I bookmark stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then it never happened. So we'll talk about your tips, um, essentially. But one, like, how did you get into meal prepping for, for one? Like, what was the impetus to get into that? So I think for me, meal prepping has always been like a gateway to achieving the kind of wellness goals that I set for myself. But I think before that, so I used to work at this job where I coordinated an asthma program, but mm -hmm. it was in like inner city, New York City, where mm -hmm. you turn around and all you have is what we call bodegas, little stores. Yeah. Mm -hmm and um, liquor stores. So like there was very little food, it was all fast food. And initially I was like, oh yeah, you know, I can get Chinese <laughs> today. I can like, you know, I was fine eating out. Yeah. But after doing that for about two weeks, I started noticing how sluggish I was mm. getting. Um, and being a nurse, I was like, you know, I cannot keep doing this. I can already feel like I felt like my arteries were closing up. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds dramatic, but I honestly felt like, okay, I can't do this long term. And so, that's pretty much how I started meal prepping. I, I started, you know, saying, well, I can't eat out every day and eat food that, you know, I know is not doing good for me. So I started bringing my lunch. And I also, and it's funny because I actually don't cook, you know, you would think, oh, you're a blogger and so you enjoy <laughs> cooking, but really no. <laughs> Um, for me, it was more like, okay, I need to do this if I don't want to be sitting in the place where my patients are sitting, right? Yeah. So I, I kind of started bringing my lunch in. I talked my husband into it and he got on board with us eating, you know, relatively the same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and that's pretty much how it started. And that was back in, let's see, whew. When was that? 20, somewhere around 2012. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, between 2012, way. 2013. I, I started doing that and have stuck with it since. That's great. So help us now with some tips because I think a lot of us see it and it, th it looks... Um, it looks it, like it looks like time saving. It looks like oh my god, if I you know I could get my head around, it's like this would be great in terms of not just saving time but also money eventually. And then like you said, you know what you you know you know what you're putting into your body, right? Because right. you're doing all of this yourself. So, um, how does one get into, <laughs> into doing the, one into? The, I think there's a mindset too that has to have the mindset, and then also just tips for making sure that you know you can stick with it and 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 do it well absolutely i mean i feel like you know everything you kind of have to center everything in why mm -hmm. you know like you can watch someone else's meal prep and you know it don't make any sense to you right so i think the first thing is asking yourself you know why do you want a meal prep to begin mm -hmm. with why is it important to you what do you what benefits are you looking to gain right because once you have that then you know the the 2 3 hours that you might spend on one day cooking doesn't seem you know overwhelming or doesn't seem like punishment yeah <laughs> right? yeah um so i always tell people like you know first let's try and figure out like even when i'm working with clients it's like you know let's really try and figure out why you want to do this because it doesn't have to be this way right and then after that then it's you know figuring out what time you have you know so some folks you know don't want to eat the same thing every day yeah right and so if i'm setting you up to meal prep you know, spend three hours cooking the same thing every day and that's not what you want to do, then we're both failing, right? right? Um, so it's really figuring out what's your lifestyle like, what's you, what are your, you know, what are you excited about? Do you want to try, do you want to eat something different every time or are you okay with repeating meals, you know? Um, and then starting with the things that you enjoy, yeah. you know, I, I think if you're starting something new like meal prep, it makes no sense to go, 
try something foreign that you've never had before. And then, you know, you have the first biting, like, I don't like this. <laughs> you know, so you just wasted money and time. Yeah. We don't have that. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So. <laughs> and then, I mean, I think to my earlier point, I think that is why, like, really, that is why I was drawn to, to your account, like, years ago, because... I was really trying to get into that mindset. And for me, like all of the content I saw was mm. like, you know, steamed asparagus and broccoli with like, no, you man. know, like you know, thing <laughs> of fish. And then I tried it. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't lie. I tried it and it's like, oh my God. And even the thought of like lunch was just like, oh my God, somebody shoot me. And so yeah. um, you, that's a major point in terms of doing like what you, figuring out what you enjoy and not yeah. just following blindly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you always kind of want to start with what you know. If you are a rice eater, please make rice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like start with rice and then, you know, you can always add one element that's different to kind of expose your mm. taste buds or, or the idea of whatever that element is that you want to add. Um, but then knowing that you have something that you're familiar with allows you to just, you know, kind of ease into it and be comfortable with it. Because um, the worst thing that can happen is you have all of this food in your fridge and you okay. don't want to eat it and you're still buying, <laughs> you know, yeah. buying food. I'm I'm also frugal, so I'm like, look, I need to save some money. <laughs> I would not be wasting my money. Yeah. And New York City is very expensive. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want a lunch, you're gonna have at least fifteen dollars yeah. for a lunch. It adds up. So it's not sustainable yeah, in the long term no. for sure. Um, great. So, um, one of the things that just in general, in terms of this idea of healthy eating, mm-hmm. it's like what. What is healthy food? Like, what should I eat? What should I put on my plate? Because the definition of healthy, especially now, it's just, like, so mind-blowing. Just before I, I um got online with you, I was listening to... I was in Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listening to this conversation about, like, keto diets and ketosis. I was just, like, I was lost in terms of mm-hmm. how technical it was being explained in terms of, you know, how it's better for you than others. And it's like, okay, there's that, and then... Um, paleo and whole. I've been following Whole Thirty, and I thought I would try try it, but it's a whole other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I follow this a Whole Thirty recipe, which is really good. I like I like the diversity of options that it presents. Yeah. Um, for sure, I I am a believer in Whole. I I recommend Whole Thirty, especially to people that are. Um, meat eaters, right? Like, um, because I find that, you know, so Whole30 is just basically 30 days of a self-experiment, right? Like, you know, if you cut out certain foods, how do you feel after the afterwards, mm. right? And and then you, you can introduce those foods back into your system and see how you feel. Like, I love yogurt for a very long time I would stop my day with yogurt and I would have like you know two cups of yogurt um each day that was just like my routine um and then I did the whole 30 and I haven't really had yogurt like every now and every once in a while maybe Mm -hmm. um but I noticed a big difference you know in how I felt when I gave up yogurt you know interesting um so i think whole 30 is one of those things that you go at your own pace you you know you give it your all 30 days and i think what is even more rewarding outside of you know the food itself it's just the knowledge that you end up with at the end of it so you know learning how to read labels really paying attention Mm -hmm. to the ingredients that you're eating how your body's feeling um, you know, you get all of that at the end of your 30 days, even before you hit those 30 days, yeah. you, you're starting to feel it. And so when you go back into your regular non-limited diet, you know, you never really go back to doing the same things, right? Because of everything you've learned, right? Because yeah. of everything that you've, you've learned. Yeah. So before you might have been naive, but now that you have that information, yeah. you're like, okay, if you if you are eating that, it's a very this purpose to it is like, okay, I just need this satisfaction for now, but you wouldn't, you know, overindulge because you've, you know, your eyes have opened up to, you know, how you feel and the rewards in, you know, paying attention to what you're putting in your body. 
So mm-hmm. I usually recommend Whole30 to mm-hmm. folks that are like, um, you know, maybe, and if you think of the typical American diet, yeah, it's very, very highly processed, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I, you know, and most people like meat. So, you know, I would not recommend Whole30 to someone that's trying to go plant-based, but if you are eating meat, meat and potatoes and you are along that typical American diet, um, yes, let's talk about Whole30. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's really at where that person is. Yeah, yeah, that's oh a couple of things. I feel like I'm about to lose my train of thought. Two quick things I, <laughs> I thought about before, before. I talk a lot. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not you. Like I literally the last week I feel like I'm just losing my mind. I forget things so quickly. Um, oh my goodness. One was around. Um, Wow, I lost my <laughs> train of thought. Yeah. You um, have to like stop me because when I'm no, passionate no. about something, I would just go on and on, and it's like, wait a minute, this is supposed oh, to be five minutes. I, I remember, I remember one of them now. It, one, it was around. Um, uh, so you know, you really like whole foods and and all of that, whole thirty, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that after the break in terms of what it, it truly. Um, is composed of uh-huh. but i wanted to touch a little bit especially on um meat because we're talking about meat meat alternatives meat, you know vegan diets in general where a lot of people are doing alternatives where they tend to be processed like when i when i look at that stuff yeah they tend to be processed foods and i don't know what your take is on you know the 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 explosion really in alternative foods like i'm not i was good i almost mentioned a brand i'm not getting to do it but like people trying you know doing alternative meats or alternative cheeses or whatever yeah. because they're on a specific diet or lifestyle um i yeah. wonder what your take is on that, especially in the context of like the idea of you know more whole foods versus processed because at the end of the of the day those are processed foods at least in my mind i i mean they are processed foods right and i i my approach is usually everyone is coming into a health journey at different places mm-hmm. right and so if you are such a hardcore meat person and the idea of you giving up your meat you know, makes you go into meat substitutes. Hey, okay, that's good. But, you know, if the bigger question is what's the end goal, right? Like what, if you're deciding that you want to give up meat, why are you doing that? And it comes back again to that why question, Mm -hmm. right? And if your intention is, you know, I'm trying to, you know, maybe it's a health, health reason, right and you're deciding that you want to give up meat and meat products um when you switch to all these other processed foods just because they are vegan doesn't mean that they're healthy right and so if you're doing a processed meat it's like okay we're looking at the salt you know is there very high salt content Mm -hmm. that might actually you know cause your blood pressure to go up you know is there high fat so you're you're also exposing yourself to other stuff now if you are using processed meats or meat substitutes um every once in a while hey knock yourself out enjoy it you know but if that's the main stay of your diet you're having a processed kind of meat morning afternoon evening (laughs) i don't know if you're really getting the rewards and the whole the whole point with plant-based diets and living a vegan lifestyle is also enjoying the plethora of like you know vegetables that are out there and how pleasurable (laughs) those vegetables are and so if all that's on your plate is a processed meat you're missing the you're missing the point (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Um, but every once in a while then hey you know if you're really craving that minced meat vibe maybe you want to make some stew and you're like (laughs) i want some minced meat Hey, go ahead and have your process. Yeah, for sure, alternative yeah. means me. Yeah, it's, I guess the bottom line is everything in moderation, right? So yeah, yeah. And I think it really comes down to what is your goal. I think everyone is different. And where are you along your journey? You know, for some folks, you need to start with that alternative. But as you become more engaged in your plan and your goal for yourself, ultimately you start to pull away from that, you know, from those processed meats. So I I don't knock it. I say, hey, if this is what you're doing right Mm -hmm. now and that's all you can do right now, 
let's do it. But let's do it with the mindset of we are moving away from it at some point soon. Yeah, agreed. Um, good stuff. All right. So I can remember the second question I was thinking about. So <laughs> it'll come we'll, back. It'll come back. Yeah, I know. It'll come back tonight, I feel like. But okay. And then you send um, me a text. I'm like, Tina, like, this is uh, what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So this is a good time to take a quick break. Um, okay. When we come back... We will talk a little bit about Cameroonian food. I'm curious um, to learn more about the similarity. Because one of the things that I've talked about a lot in the last year or so, and I'm sure people have seen, is that West African food in general is becoming quote-unquote trendy. Mm-hmm. And um, I like on the podcast at least to distinguish between the different kinds. And I'm always happy to have uh, Francophone representatives on too because I feel like we're always talking about Ghana and Nigeria. So <laughs> yeah. every time I have like a Francophone representative, I really want to delve a little bit more into food from that specific country. So okay. people have an education or a sense of of that um i think ivorian food has become pretty popular in 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 ghana in particular when i go home now you see a chicken a local mm-hmm. and all of that all over the place now and so mm-hmm. i like the co-mingling now of west african food but i really understanding each country's i think would, would be cool so when we come back we'll do that and then okay. we'll also dive into tina's definition of what <laughs> Um, a healthy diet should be. We'll dive into Whole30 specifically, the different aspects of it. Um, why, you, you know, the Whole30 nutrition philosophy you were talking about and why that, you know, is your sort of gold standard uh-huh. for, for nutrition. Um, and then we'll wrap up, as always, with our rapid fast segment. So we'll take a quick break and then when we come back, we'll, we'll dive right back in. This episode is brought to you by The Great Grow Along, a three-day hosted virtual garden festival connecting you with the influencers, tastemakers, and cutting-edge content of today's gardening world. The Great Grow Along will feature 40-plus sessions on topics ranging from houseplants to DIY landscaping. New plant parents and first-time gardeners will gain practical advice and creative inspiration from celebrated garden experts and industry leaders. Costing $29.95, tickets allow attendees to mix and match a wide range of sessions or choose to follow one of the conference's six tracks, which include edible gardening, urban gardening, pollinators and plants, DIY landscaping, houseplants, and dig deeper. The Great Grow Along will take place March 19th through 21st, 2021. Sign up at greatgrowalong.com. Okay, so we're back from from our short break. And first, I want to talk about Cameroonian food. I'm curious, because what I've seen, and mostly what I've seen, honestly, has been on your site, because I'm now trying to think of any other Cameroonian food person Mm -hmm. that I can't think of. So I think most of what I've seen is, and I've seen, like, the, you know, the staple stuff that I, but, but I also think it's because, it's not too traditional because you're doing your meal prep, right? So you keep it as simple as possible, I would imagine. But that got me curious as to, like, what Cameroonian food typically is in terms of what are your staple foods, for example. So, you know, it really just depends on where you're from. Yeah. So Cameroon, you know, I, I am Anglophone. I'm from the oh, Southwest. Okay. And Cameroon is bilingual French and English, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, so being where we are, we're very close to Nigeria. And so a lot oh. of the foods that we have kind of overlap as well. Although we have a lot more greens and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, fufus and things like that. Um, you know, whenever I post... a typical African meal. It's amazing to see in the comments how many people come in and tell me, oh yeah, we eat something similar. (laughs) You know, and that's something that's so unifying about food is that what you think is particular and unique just to your own country and region ends up being something that people eat in different places and call it different things. Um, So depending on where you're from, you know, we do a lot of um, root vegetables. So like, you know, things like cassava, plantains are popular. 
We do a lot of greens, um, things like Eru, Ndole is a popular one. Oh, um, yeah, I've heard of Ndole, yeah. And then, like, my husband, because my husband is not Cameroonian. He's actually from Burundi. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I always tease him because there's one Cameroonian dish, poulet déjé, which I cook often because he really likes it. And he tells me it's the thing that sealed the deal between, <laughs> <laughs> between us. Um, and I also have like a video, a uh, YouTube video in case everyone, anyone wants to check yeah, it out and try it. Yeah, is that the one with um, chicken and uh, plantains? And plantains, yes. Yeah. You can't go wrong. It's plantains. Yeah. Who doesn't like yeah. plantains? You know, it's like fried plantains. It's chicken um, in a tomato base. And tomato stew is like the beginning of every yeah. <laughs> meal. <laughs> Yeah. That is the you know, West African standard. For it sure is. It's like once you can make a tomato stew, you're good to go. You can whip up anything else after that, you know. Um, but yeah, those are, you know, a typical ways of eating, mm. you know, in, in, in Cameroon. In Cameroon. Do you guys have yeah. um, like also like local traditional drinks and like what fruits or spices or stuff do you use in those too? So we have things like, um, gosh, Folera, um, mm. which is like hibiscus and, and some okay. people put ginger. Yeah, some that's the put other pineapple. thing that everybody has to. Yeah. It's called different things. But yeah, it really okay. is. Like they're all, at the end of the day, I feel like it's very similar. Mm. Things that are a little bit different for us are cocky. But even then, Nigeria has moi moi which is a little bit similar okay you know but so that's um, like um steamed beans then for you guys so how is that it's cooked it's like um cooked in leaves so you well here in the u.s we wrap it up in aluminum but <laughs> yeah. back home where you would use plantain leaves yeah. and so you know there's different kinds you can do cookie corn which is just like you know ground up corn you put some like spinach for us is what we use here um and then, you know, you season it up with like, you know, your crayfish and, you know, um, pepper. And then you wrap it up in your plantain leaf and you boil it up okay, and you cool, eat it yeah. with plantains. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely sounds, yeah, sounds a little bit like moi moi for sure. Yeah. Cool. But then the difference is we have it as koki corn. We have koki beans. We have koki bible, which is like cassava. So like we oh, use a lot of our root vegetables and mm. turn it into different things oh, like, you know. Like we use cassava for like gari and 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 yeah. miondo and bobola. Like those are all still kind of prepared the same way with that fermentation and boiling at the end, um, but different tastes because of the different presentations that they come yeah. with. Yeah, interesting. And I wonder, is it easy to find? So do you tend to um, cook more Cameroon? Like I shouldn't say cook more Cameroon, but in terms of finding Cameroonian food, yeah, because New York is actually a good place to talk about that because it's like it's. I feel like everything is there. Is it? Do you, are there places to go to find Cameroonian food, or do you tend to just make it at home? Um, I haven't come across a, a Cameroonian restaurant mm, yet. Yeah. Um, but you know, you always have your tantines, like your aunties. Yeah. that have like businesses and can you know you put an order in and stuff okay. gets delivered yeah, to you you same. know yeah <laughs> um, that, that's always a resource yeah. you know um but the bronx has a huge 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 when it comes to african population yeah. and african foods the, the bronx is pretty big you know and then some parts of harlem as well yeah um so you you have that access and like and you know Cameroonians were everywhere. So, you know, I my I have I have my sister in Maryland. So I go visit and Maryland has is like I feel like it's Africa in miniature. <laughs> you know, so I go then I get like, you know, the the crayfish, the jangsang, which are like typical spices, country mm. onions. Um, so those little things that make a huge difference in in how you cook the foods. Okay. Um, I think country onions is probably a big one that is dominant in Cameroon. And well, I what, don't... What, is, what are those? Oh, my God. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's so crazy because I actually discovered it. Like, my mom's cooked with it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And every time she comes to visit me, she brings all these little packets and I have no idea what they oh, are. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I recently was, um, I recently did a collaboration with a fellow Cameroonian blogger, Elsie um, mm. of Afro Vitality Eats. Okay. Oh, she's Cameroonian. I she's Cameroonian. Okay. Yes. And that's another person that does excellent, you know, African cuisine, yeah. Cameroonian cuisine. Um, and she told me about country onions. I was like, oh my God, I had that in my freezer and I had no idea what it was. Cause like my, my mom labels stuff and I was like, okay. I have no idea. Yeah. So now I use it, now I use it in like when I'm making stews. Yeah. Um, but it, it just has a very distinct, um, taste. But I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it's just, that's, you just yeah. have to live it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. And, and it's, it's funny. I think about that and I hope we don't, um, lose some of that stuff i know there's a a few people in the west african food space that are trying to um go you know going back home getting Mm -hmm. you know spices trying to bring them back here and doing the education oh i mean they want to sell it obviously but doing also Mm -hmm. the education piece around it so that we don't forget Mm -hmm. um some yeah. of the good stuff that yeah it's important back, left back home for sure yeah and i think for me it's also different because like so i was born and raised in cameroon mm-hmm. but then i went to boarding school in kenya for like three years oh, before coming okay. to the u.s right so like my formative years where i actually started cooking for myself was i was already out of cameroon mm-hmm. you know fending for my own year so I think some of my cooking, you know, some folks might say, oh, that's not authentic Cameroon, but it's authentic <laughs> to me. It's like, yeah, you know, it's what right, I yeah. remember of, you know, and, and I, tr- and now, um, I think also because my husband is from Burundi, it's important that, you know, we are still mixing that culture and, right, you know, yeah. bringing in the, Cam- the Cameroonian flavor and bringing in the Burundian flavor into the home. Um, So I think now more than ever, I'm really spending a lot of time with my mom and trying to learn um, things I took for granted growing up. Yeah. Yeah. That's important for sure. All right. So now let's go back to healthy eating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we, you know, we touched on this a little bit, um, but. Oh, you know what? My second question just came and I think perfect timing. So, you know, it's it's great. You know, I really wanted to understand what do we consider? What is a healthy diet? Like what? Because there's all sorts of definitions, right? Even with I'm uh-huh. sure Whole30 has its definition. Paleo, uh-huh. like I said, I was listening to a whole thing about ketosis uh-huh. before I came on and you know how that works in your body. Uh-huh. So everybody has a different angle. But like baseline... You know, if you don't want to do all the research and figure out, like, what should be on my plate on, on your a plate? regular basis sure. so, so one I am having a healthy meal? So one of the things that I talk a lot about um, on Instagram in my post is the idea of the plate, like my mm-hmm. plate. Um, and basically, I think it's it strips down all the noise from all the different diets, some yeah. fat diets and all of that stuff, and just narrows it right down to the basics. If you were eating, look down to your plate and ask yourself, you know, do you have your vegetables there? Do you mm-hmm. have fiber on your plate? Right. And the goal, I think, um, is to really push to have half of that plate be vegetables. Half right? of the plate? Half of the plate. Oh, my God. (laughs) If if you focus on making half of your plate vegetables, you have solved almost all your (laughs) possible problems that you could encounter. Yeah. So, you know, and then whether you choose to do like I know with keto, it's very low carb and, you know, most people eliminate carbs altogether. I don't know. I don't really... um, I don't go so much for diet, like eliminating stuff completely. Yeah. I feel like all of these foods have value in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, ultimately based on what's happening in your body and what conditions you're dealing with, you know, you make your choices. But generally speaking, you know, if you can focus on a, a quarter plate of um, starch mm-hmm. of, you know, of your carbs, which comes up to about like, you know, half a cup to one cup of, you know, whatever starch you choose. Yeah. Um, a quarter plate of your protein. If you're doing mm-hmm. animal protein, it's your fish, meat, whatever it is that you want to do about the size of your palm, four ounces or so. And then... Uh, <laughs> I, see, I can hear the Africans like... <laughs> 
But that's the thing, right? Like even so, remember earlier I said I I am a diabetes. My my focus right now is mm-hmm. in diabetes yeah. management, right? And every time I come across some, like an African, you know, it's the rice and the fufu, and I tell yeah. them, hey, I'm not taking that away for, from you. You know, part of food is identity. Right. The things that we eat celebrate our identity, our ethnicities and all of that stuff. So I'm not here to take away anything from you. But if you're going to have rice, understand that with that rice, the rice shouldn't cover your whole plate. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like the base. It's for most people. It's the like it literally covers the whole thing. And then you add a little. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, even when I ask them, like, oh, so what did you have yesterday? They're like rice and beans, vegetables. I'm like, okay, how much of that plate was actually vegetables? You know, and people will put like, you know, maybe a couple slices of of cabbage and be like, that's my vegetable. But it's like, no, don't lie to yourself. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, you know, if you if you focus on a quarter plate starch, a quarter plate protein, and half of your plate vegetables, then you can eliminate all the noise around diets mm-hmm. and and what yeah. kind of diet to be on. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a good point. And and like to your point, even like when we talk, I mean, let's take rice off the table. When we talk about even things like fufu, for example, I honestly don't think it's necessarily that bad bad for you like it's no. it's complex carbs right so you have your yeah. cassavas you have your plantains it's mm-hmm. just a portion control a portion. Yeah. Piece of it that i think we need to get a hang up otherwise i think it's pretty nutritious um yeah, yeah so it's that's that's the piece that and that's helpful like i, I literally asked you were talking i could picture the plate like half of the plate quarter quarter that's a good visual to to think about and to to remember um yeah and one of the things that you had brought up, um, which we haven't talked about yet, was the difference between a plant-based, because we mentioned plant-based earlier on and a little bit about vegan diets. But what what when people say plant-based versus vegan, um, what because I think sometimes it's used interchangeably and I don't know. I, I, let me get yeah. your thoughts on that. Let's just say. <laughs> so... I mean, I, I, and I'm not plan, I'm not plant based. I'm not vegan. I'm not mm. part of that community. So maybe I am totally out of line in saying this. I don't know, but I feel like a vegan, you know, it's, it's switched so much when someone back in the day, when someone said they were vegan, it wasn't so much about what they were eating, but more so a lifestyle, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, you were concerned about the environment. You were not, you were concerned about the animals. You were not using animal products in any kind of way. So there was no leather in your closet, yeah. you know, and now I feel like, you know, folks throw around vegan and vegan and vegan. It's like, but you're vegan, but you're wearing, you know, that print. Like, you know, so to me, it's just like, no, you're plant-based. Yeah. You're eating a plant-based diet, yeah. right? Um, I think veganism is a lifestyle and being plant-based really has more so to do with your mm. diet and what, you See. know, you're eating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I think that's that for me that's just the main difference. It's not it's it's just, yeah. you know. And yeah. you can be plant-based and still eat um you know, you can be plant-based and maybe have I don't know, cheese, I don't know. Can you have cheese yeah. or plant-based? Some people I've even heard like the term plant forward i think was it yeah i think something like plant forward or something where like you eat mostly or maybe that's i don't remember but something like that where you eat most so this they will eat a little bit of meat they'll eat Uh a little bit of dairy but the idea is that most of their food most of it so maybe i'm just throwing this out there i don't know this as fact so maybe instead of half of the plate is three quarters of the plate and then they have a little bit of something else um so but you see But but that just confirms what I was saying earlier, right? Like if you focus on your vegetables, like all of these so-called diets that are out there, (laughs) right? One thing that they all have in common is their vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> you know, is is the natural yeah. basis of eating from the ground and eating yeah. your vegetables. You can you can disagree on what kind of protein, whether it's a plant based protein or an animal based yeah. protein. You might disagree on whether you're in terms of your carbohydrates, you're doing grains or no grains. But the one thing that they all agree on is the importance of having those vegetables on your plate. Yeah, true. You know. True. All right. Um, And then let's talk about Whole30. So why is it your 
your standard what can you explain i think we've talked because i've i've looked into it quite a bit so i know it really well and I, now as i think about it we're probably throwing it out there and assuming everybody <laughs> knows what it is so maybe let's one define it and then two like why it's sort of your goal i'm saying yeah i think it is your gold standard for you know so so whole 30 isn't necessarily my gold standard right okay. i guess my gold standard will be eat eat the plate yeah the plate <laughs> you, yeah exactly you know focus on yeah. the plate right but i think for me whole 30 is what i recommend to people when they're starting out their health you know, on trying to get on a healthy journey and they're look, they're coming from your typical standard American-based diet of meat, mm-hmm. meat and potatoes and processed foods. Um, I think it's, it's a, it's a easier transition for folks um, when you're trying to, you know, get your mind focused on, on what you're doing to your body and how you're maximizing the foods that are coming into your body. So the whole 30 to try and put it really simply is, is, you know, a 30 day self experiment where you're focused on eating um, fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, um, animal protein, right? And you're limiting dairy, not limiting, you're avoiding completely (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, dairy, legumes so beans is out which was very painful for me (laughs) (laughs) um so starches are um they've also kind of modified and evolved where now i mean you can do potatoes and sweet potatoes and things like that but your typical processed starches like rice are out Mm -hmm. right um and what else is a sugar so no processed sugars Right. And those are all things that when you think of a healthy diet in terms of, you know, the sugars and, and limiting your starch and all of that, those are, you know, healthy things yeah. that that brings you back down to the plate method of focusing on <laughs> your vegetables. Exactly. You know what I mean? So the, the you know, a whole 30 is just basically saying for 30 days, I am going to focus on maximizing my vegetables. Mm-hmm. Right. Getting rid of, you know, processed starch getting rid of processed foods and fake foods, right? And and any kind of junk sugars. And it's pretty yeah. much sugars of, you know, honey. I think honey's out. Any sugar, like added sugar is out. Um, juices and stuff like that, out. Yeah. yeah. That was the most eye-opening. For, like, I've never done a full Whole30. <laughs> I've, uh-huh. I've doubled and started. I've started and stopped. But that I think that was, for me, was the most challenging. The sugar piece. Not... Uh-huh. I actually don't eat a lot of sugar, but it's it's amazing how eye opening like whole thirty makes you you know makes you become aware of like where you find sugar and sugar stuff. Sugar and you everything, know? right? It's like whoa, and yeah. I think that was the most challenging for me in terms of like sticking with it consistently. Is that okay? I was like, oh, I of course I can I can do without <laughs> sugar. Like I'm fine. And then you start yeah. going down the thing, and then you're like all the sauces. Like you check. When you check, I'm telling you guys, especially with juices, even things that you think are healthy. Yeah. Like you look at the um, sugar component and especially like the percent daily. Like I pick up something that I think, oh, it's like an aloe vera natural drink, whatever. Uh-huh. And it's like 65% of like, you know, it's what, 64 grams of sugar. Sugar. And, whatever. Yeah. and I'm like, what? Yep. You know, it's, so that for me, like of all the things I've learn over like trying whole 30 on and off the sugar piece was the uh-huh. most eye-opening for sure <laughs> yeah and, and i think it, it it again just comes back to that question of why are you doing it yeah right like why why would you want to give up um you know for 30 days why would you want to take on this challenge right and then once you're honest with yourself about what that answer is to that question Whole thirty becomes a breeze, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's not easy, and for sure, it's 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 definitely. I mean, we've um, I've done it with my husband quite a few times now. Mm-hmm. Now I find that I don't need a full whole thirty. Yeah. I just do a reset. So, like you know, maybe I'll do like a, for a week, a week reset, yeah. and you know, if yeah. I have a period where I've been having like a lot of birthday celebrations <laughs> or just been going off, yeah. you know, I'll do a quick reset whole thirty ten days, and I'm back on track. My palate is like, oh yes, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, this has been so great. I've learned a lot, um, and it's been such a pleasure to. Ch- I've been following you, and I feel like I kind of sort of. Knew- 
know you and it's been it's, it's always great to um you know catch up with absolutely you know, people and and yeah find out that they, you know they meet your expectations in terms of their personality like, yeah, no it's nice. great um, I'm, I'm yeah i'm so happy you reached out because this has been great like oh, I, i've you. enjoyed talking with you and, and just exploring great. all of this um, so what's what's next for well, well and Tasty? What you know? What are you going to be doing this year in terms of education? Whether it's events, collaborations that people should be aware of that they can support. Um, huh? <laughs> oh, it's too early. It's still too early in the year to tell. It's That's too early. Also okay. <laughs> um, well and Tasty. I mean, I think right now. So I think I've been focusing a lot on the Tasty part. So Well mm. and Tasty is basically supposed to be a wellness platform, right? Mm. And I I feel like um, somehow it's it's morphed into this whole uh, recipe developing. Yeah. <laughs> world <laughs> and it's not a, like I said earlier that I'm not uh I'm not that I'm not that excited about cooking, cooking yeah. um cooking you know having food is an outlet for me to reach my other goals my other personal goals you know so I think I kind of want to switch more into encompassing wellness as a mm. whole so um I think I'm going to be bringing in a lot of um uh fitness I oh, with, yeah okay. I, I actually last month did a jump rope challenge oh, which wow, was okay. awesome um, <laughs> um, so just more around fitness around books mm-hmm. and sharing ideas I really just want to develop a community of people like-minded people everyday folks that are just on a journey to live better eat better and and you know achieve their goals and just support each other as we move along so Ooh. that's pretty much what I'll be working <laughs> okay. on yeah. All right. Great. And then before we transition to rapid fire, can you let people know where they can find you online? So social media, website. If they sure. Want to keep up with your story. Absolutely. So, well, and uh, on YouTube, actually, let me say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I am on Instagram and YouTube with the same name, well and tasty. Well is W E L L, and spelled out. Tasty, T-A-S-T-Y. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Ooh, yeah. I try and to I will, post I videos. Um, <laughs> I, I, I That's my goal for this year, actually, to try and see if I can keep up a schedule of at least once a week or once every other wow, week on YouTube. A- <laughs> um, but work gets busy sometimes, but I think yeah. I'll, I'll try and try and do that. Cool. <laughs> and I will, I will include the links. So don't worry. I will include the links to all your social um, blogs awesome. and YouTube Thank stuff. Thank you so, so much. Yung. People can just click on that and, and get right to it. So we're going to wrap up now very quickly with our rapid fire segment. I told Tina okay. this is like a breeze. <laughs> it should not be... <laughs> It should not be painful at all. <laughs> okay. Um, so first question. Uh, morning person or night person? A uh, night person. Cannot wake up. Ooh. It's a struggle. Um, <laughs> um, so this is also kind of in the same vein. Breakfast mm-hmm. or dinner foods? Like what's... Dinner foods. Mm. Um, Give me savory any day. Yeah, savory... Um, what would you like better? More, uh, what would you like? What would you prefer, I suppose? More money or more free time? Hmm, that's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, if I have all this free time and no money to do anything, what's good in that? <laughs> um, I think, I think time, I'll take time. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, it's always interesting because i i feel like i assume what people more people have said more free time than anything else which has been interesting yeah because with the time you can create the money yeah that's i i I actually thought people would go the other way like with more money they would be able to have more free time but nah they've been listening um, to that more money more problems we uh, we want that Um, and then complete so complete the sentence this year i'm going to eat more what this year, I am going to eat more. Hmm. <laughs> does it have to be a food item? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it does. Okay. I thought this was like a philosophical type of thing. Oh, All no, right. no, no, no. <laughs> this is very literal. 
Well, then you know where my answer is going. This I'm going to eat more vegetables. Oh my gosh, <laughs> more vegetables than you do now. Okay. Yes, indeed. Let's make it three quarters of the plate. Okay. And then the last thing, which yeah, I guess is probably a little bit philosophical. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? If I knew I could not fail, wow, I would train everyone around into focusing on themselves mm -hmm. and really pursuing their dreams. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that, you know, our success is so driven by the people around us and mm -hmm. the community around us. And, and I think that is something that I try to even feed into Well and Tasty, the idea that you do not succeed anywhere by yourself, right? It really requires that community around you. So if I could um, really impact that community into, you know, believing in themselves, showing up for themselves and pushing, I'm good. Oh, that's amazing. that's amazing. That's a great note to end on. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Tina. I appreciate it. We've gone a little over the time that we oh, talked no worries. about. No, that's um, but totally I appreciate fine. you staying. I appreciate you sharing your expertise, your story. Um, and I think it will be helpful for a lot of people, not just in, you know, this early season of, you know, trying to do better before we all fall off the wagon. <laughs> but, um, well, if anyone falls off the wagon, I am very good in my DMs. So please, if you hit me up on Instagram and send me a message, I do try and respond awesome. and I would share you on out of that, you know, great. get you back on that wagon. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Um, thank you so much, Tina. This has been such a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. <laughs>